Hey girl, hey! Welcome to the Empowering Women Got a Minute podcast, where we celebrate the female leaders within our community. Join our hosts, Brianna Hinkle and Jamie Crone, as we introduce you to women that are making a difference in business, health, education, nonprofits, and more. Brought to you by the creators of Prescott Woman Magazine, a bi-monthly publication celebrating women. This episode has been brought to you by Fippin Museum, Art and Heritage of the American West. Located in beautiful Prescott, Arizona, featuring artwork of George Fippin and many Western artists. For more information, visit FippinArtMuseum.org. Today, we are talking about the importance of mentorship with Lisa West. Lisa West is the owner of New Life CPR in Prescott, Arizona, but she is originally from Tennessee. She says the best thing about what she does is having someone come up to her and say, I heard your voice in my head when they had to either perform CPR or a first aid situation. She says about mentorship, Our job here on earth is to be there for each other. Teach and not give, but really teach, listen, hug, help people breathe, and give others strengths in in themselves. When we do all these things, we grow. Hi, Lisa. We would love to take a minute to chat with you today about the importance of mentorship. I found a quote online that I thought was interesting. It is a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. And that's by Rosalind Carter. So Lisa, why do you believe mentoring is important? Um, I think the most important thing is just to give people some direction sometimes. And I'm, I'm older, so I always talk about the younger group, you know, Um, But I think sometimes they may not realize there's so many different items or things that are out there that they may not have thought about. So to me, sometimes is trying to help give them some guidance in that part, you know, in that direction, whether it helps them or not, or if they do it or not is always up to them. But um, just trying to give some good directions in, in general. So that's where I think it's important to help. Because again, they're the ones who will be taking care of me when I'm in the adult care home facility. So I want to make sure somebody's watching out for me. So uh, that's how I always think about it. So, Do you have a specific mentor that helped you and affected your life? Um, not really. I'm very stubborn when it comes to a lot of different things. I think that was probably the way I was raised, you know, that being that independent Um, even as a younger child um, to kind of do some of that stuff. So I think it was more of just kind of jumping and going, I would think more than anything. There's definitely some high school teachers that I felt like that definitely gave me some direct uh, directions when I felt like I was weaving off to the side sometimes to where they would come up to me and they'd go, no, 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 no. it's just so you know, this is something I think you need to think about. And then that's probably where I think about that. It's just kind of giving people that I think there's just something for you to think about. That made a huge thing for me because once they said that to me, it made a, a reality for, for what I needed to do. Exactly. I feel like I can relate to you on that aspect of not 
necessarily always knowing one mentor that maybe helped you guide you through life when you're being independent and stubborn. Cause I think that's how I am too, very independent and stubborn. And then I think as an adult, you just surround yourself with women that are working in different businesses and you learn and grow kind right. of organically in that way sometimes. Right. And then other times women have a mentor that really guides them through things. And I think both are such powerful ways of getting to success. Right. <laughs> I don't and know which very, road is yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. They very much uh, can be both ways on that. You know, it just depends on how the individual is. But I do believe there can be people that you see all the time that talk about that guide them right through something that was an incredible path for them to go on. So, uh, so no, I do. I do believe that that can happen with people. But I also think it's people can also stand up on their own. Yeah. So they also need to understand that's their power. They just got to learn to find it sometimes. Exactly. And you said on your podcast form, um, our job here on earth is to be there for each other. So do you feel like through your work, you were able to connect with others? Oh, yes. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, I think it's very cool when we make that connection. I mean, just generally in class itself, when you get people to connect just for them to understand the whole CPR part, why we do what we do and how we do it, and it makes sense to them. So just sometimes when you're relating to them that direct, when all of a sudden you see light bulbs come on to where they're like, now it all makes sense, you know. Um, I mean, we've dealt with so many medical people over the years where we've had nurses that would sometimes come up and go, gosh, I just never realized how simple it could be. And it's like, exactly, exactly. It is that simple. And that's <laughs> how you need to think about it and not try to make it so difficult. And when you're able to get people to understand that, I think is huge um, in getting, you know, giving them the guidance on that part. Um, for understanding something as simplistic as what we do. So to me, that's important. Can you tell us a little bit more about your work and what you do? Um, we do um, CPR and first aid training, which I know a lot of people go, oh my gosh, you do that for a business. And yes, we do. Um, we've been doing this since say 79. Oh my gosh. Uh, so a long time. Um, and I remember back then when we started down in, down in the Phoenix area, I remember people, um, when we were starting the business, especially Dan, Dan kind of started. And then I came in a few years afterwards and we started pushing more at that point, but it was more along the line of you're going to do what, because mm -hmm. back then there were not training centers. There were not people like us. Um, the only people who uh, did the training was your fire department and, um, hospitals in house. And that was pretty much it. Uh, Red Cross taught classes down there. And other than that, there really were not anybody else who trained, who did what we did. So we were like one of the top four. We were, I mean, we were like it. Nobody really did anything, you know, like that. So it was very unusual. So I remember people going, are you crazy? Are you really going to stick your neck out for this? Are you going to go that route? And we just believed in it. So, um, and it, it's huge. I mean, the company down in Phoenix trained over 40,000 people a year and we sold it in 2011. I mean, it's a huge business. So uh, we came up here to make it smaller and it's just a good business up here. I mean, it's kind of picked up on it then up here. 
which is again another blessing. So, um, but it's been really, really good up here as well. Um, the, we also do the defibrillators or the AEDs. So, um, so we do a lot with companies and help setting them up and uh, either purchasing new equipment or help them follow up when the pads and batteries expire. So we do that as well uh, to help companies with that. Um, to help that. And we've had saves with AEDs. And that's my biggest thing is when I know I have a save, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, we got a save, you know, going on. Um, but even the uh, CPR and first aid classes, I'll have people who will call us or maybe the next time we see them, you know, for a class where they'll say, you know, all I heard was your voice in my head, just telling me what to do. That's all I heard. And that to me is why we do what we do, you know, um, if, if we didn't hear that, we'd probably be a long time ago. So <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible knowing that you do make a difference. So when I had instructors, especially down in Phoenix, because we had like over 200 instructors. And when I had one who was just didn't really care what he was doing or saying or and it's like, no, you have no idea what word you're going to say today that will make a difference to that person tomorrow. So it's like, no, you need to be responsible for what you're teaching because it's important very important mm -hmm. what we do so very important and then when you say like yes. people will hear your voice in their head um and your voice I detect a bit of a accent where are you originally oh. from oh <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that's too cute a uh, Tennessee Chattanooga Tennessee so. <laughs> and when you were in Tennessee were you um involved in the medical industry as well there I did. I worked for the medical examiner when I was in Tennessee. So um, that was kind of my start uh, into the medical field because that's where I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I worked in Memphis. So um, that's where Elvis Presley passed away. So mm -hmm. he was in my freezer, as we tell people. He really is dead. He's not going to show up in Hawaii or anything. Oh, you know, perfect. he really did die. <laughs> he really, really did happen. Um, but yeah, it's because uh, the doctors, I guess that would be a good mentor thing because the doctors were so cool with me because they knew I was interested when something weird would come across because they wanted to understand what was going on. And they were so cool and coming in and explaining it and telling me why it happened or why this was this and that was that. So they were really good, um, even to one of the doctors, because I had migraines. So one of the doctors um, was doing a brain cutting and she said, do you want to come and see the brain cutting? Because the gal has migraines and I was like yes I will and it was just so cool to see that brain cutting because it just helps you understand the body is so cool I mean it just really really is to understand what all it does it's amazing uh how we're put together it's where we just take it and we, we don't know I mean it's just like one of those things you have no idea how cool it is so Oh, cool. Thing. That is so cool. How fascinating. And what an interesting start into kind of that medical world. Thank you to our sponsor, Dr. Melinda Martin, healthcare for women, by women. For more information, visit drmelindamartin.com. Lisa, what brought you to the Prescott area? Um, my husband, 
Um, when we were in Phoenix, we used to come up here part-time all the time. So we actually bought a house up here back in 90. And then we were back and forth between up here, of course, on hot days um, and then down in Phoenix mm-hmm. during the week. But we spent a lot of weekends up here. And then we kind of decided this is where we wanted to finish up so to speak so kind of finish up up here in the in the prescott area love prescott i mean we just love it it's such a beautiful area it really is it's so beautiful and so speaking of prescott what are some of ways you connect with others in the quad cities like do you belong to any um specific organizations or networking groups uh, yes. Um, so I'm part of the um, Prescott Valley Chamber. So I'm an ambassador with Prescott Valley. I'm also an ambassador ambassador with the Prescott Chamber, as well as the chair for the uh, Wednesday Warriors. Um, that's kind of what we call like a small group through the uh, Prescott Chamber, just getting okay. groups smaller than the big mass, you know, when we have the mixers and stuff. Um and then I'm also part of the uh, Women Who Care. That matter of fact is on Thursday night mm-hmm. at five o'clock. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> uh, and, I, and then, you know, I just love what they do um, for that because they're, you know, we have that donation that we do every quarter to one of our local um, nonprofit groups that really need assistance. So I love, love, love what they do um, here. So it's very cool. And then I helped with the uh, Trails for Tata. So I helped them with their fundraisers that they had. And then as well as Jersey Lilies, I was down there helping them keeping those lights on and Prescott at the square. So exactly. I don't think people realize how crazy it is to keep those things going. But um, but loved what, you know, what Jersey Lily pulls together as well. So, you know, if it's something I can get in the middle of, I usually try to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, but then I'm also on a, on a national basis. I'm also the chair, the educational chair for American Heart Association for the West Coast. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, so I do a lot with American, uh, American Heart Association have been for, I don't know, since the day we started, you know, started our training center, but have been part of um, American Heart for in different capacities and now education chair. So um, that's why I get so much into the education and because I just love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Getting people to understand part is what, again, is what's important. So I love that you're always collaborating with other organizations and networking. And I think that's important, too, with um, where you might not necessarily need to have one mentor in your life is like you're surrounding yourself with other people that can give you insight into many different aspects of business or life or any of that. So I think um, I think that's just so beneficial in that networking realm. Yeah, and I agree. And, you know, the other thing I try to look for is to, you know, if I have, especially one of the chamber meetings, when I meet somebody and then I meet somebody else, like, oh, no, you two need to get connected. So hang on, come on, come on, you know. (laughs) So um, try to get those two connected because they may not even know each other, you know. So if I see something like that, I think that's a big push. I may not always remember everybody's names, which is always a you know, with those famous downfalls that people have, right. but, um, but I can't, I, I do remember generally what you do and what this guy does. So therefore you guys need to be together. So um, <laughs> that's where I try to connect that direction. So 
I love it. And so now we've come to the point in our conversation where we do our rapid fire questions. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to go ahead and let Jamie lead off with the first question. All right. I just want to know, do I get a star at the end if I do that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> there will be grading at the end of this. <laughs> um, Lisa, who is your hero? Um, you know, it, I, that was a really tough question when you, when I saw that on there. So I, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing. I think everybody's my hero. Um, hmm. I, I don't specifically have one where some people really, really have one. And I don't know if I really, really have one hero, you know, for that. So I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. And, uh, so what is your favorite time of day? Oh, well, I run 24-7, so I don't <laughs> stop. Um, but I think, matter of fact, Dan said, my husband said something yesterday. He said, what would you do if you didn't have anything to do? And I went, <laughs> I would go find something to do. I I, I don't I, I don't idle well. That's always a good comment. I don't sit still well. Um, so I have to be doing something, but definitely being... You know, people always talk about going to the ocean and having that peace. That, to me, is very peaceful. But we have an incredible backyard. So I have this incredible yard. With I, We're on a pond, and mm. I watch my birds. And, you know, I we got ducks out there right now. They're coming in. So I I could sit outside and just listen to those crazy, quacky ducks right now. So uh, <laughs> That sounds nice. I know. It does. It sounds <laughs> relaxing. It it's very peaceful. <laughs> what was your first job, Lisa? Uh, when I worked for the medical examiner, that would okay, be my cool. first, I would say, real job is when I worked for the medical examiner. Man, that's a doozy. For I know. That's, that's a so good cool. one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Lisa, for taking a minute with us today. Um, for the listeners, can you tell them how they can learn more about New Life CPR? Absolutely. Um, so you can go right to our website, which is newlifecpr.org. Um, and you can email me and it's Lisa, L-E-S-A at newlifecpr.org. And our phone number is 928-445-5024. You know, and a lot of people think that only medical people have to know CPR. We need to get people to understand that when you actually have to perform CPR, it's to somebody in your living room. This is not a stranger on the street. And that's where we need to wake up our community because that's that's where we have our, our heart attacks. This is when people go down is at home. Mm-hmm. And we really, really, really need to get the public to start taking classes. And speaking of classes, so an organization or a company like Prescott Woman Magazine, <laughs> and, if, and if we wanted to um, organize a class for our mm-hmm. staff, we can just contact you, right, and set up a day or time, or do you have specific yes. days and times that you, you teach no. these? Okay. Yeah, it's always up to the client. So whatever you want, we'll try to you know accommodate. Sometimes you may hit me on what we call a bad day to where I'd say, oh, can we go to this day? Yeah. Um, yeah, we do have public classes. So we do have public classes all the time for uh, for people who have just one or two people who want to come over and or say you do have your class, but yet you have two or three people who are on vacation and they couldn't come. Or then they can always come to our office classes because um, we have those four days a week. So we have them all the time in the office as well. Wow. Okay. So you're just always, like you said, always running. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, thank you again, Lisa. And, um, and we will talk to you soon.
Sponsored by Northland Cares, providing full range of outpatient services for people living with HIV AIDS and prevention services for those at risk for HIV in Northern Arizona. For more information, visit northlandcares.org. Thank you for listening to Empowering Women, Got a Minute? We hope you tune in next week. And you can check out any of our episodes at prescottwomanmagazine.com. Talk to you later.